Wicked Deep is not an ordinary podcast about dating. Let's Get Wicked Deep is a dating podcast where tough questions are asked and honest answers are given. It's a place to begin meaningful conversations and lasting impressions. Let's Get Wicked Deep, a healthy dating resource. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast. Tonight, I'm excited because I have a guest on my show that I actually found on TikTok, which is kind of interesting, and then followed him on Instagram because he's super interesting and has a lot of really great information. Luckily, I was able to reach out, sent a message, and we were able to connect. So on today's show, I'm super, super excited to have everyone meet Coach Eddie. LifeCoachEddie.com is his website. But I'm excited tonight because we are going to be talking about a topic that we don't really hear too, too much about. We're going to be talking about men who are in toxic relationships. So thank you so much, Eddie, for coming on my show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to go down this journey and explore different topics. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super psyched. And and we have a really great connection already because um, I'm from Boston. You live in Boston. And (laughs) we are excited about Boston. Absolutely. And your weather came to visit me the other day, and <laughs> I think I sent it back, so we're good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. How so, is it now? Is it hot? It is much better. It is, I think today was 81 degrees. Okay, that's perfect. But I still don't trust the roads. I don't. I now have a full-on PTSD from the storm, and I'm like, I don't care if it's 81 degrees, I'm still not driving. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to give it some time. But yeah, it's much better, so thank you for asking. That's perfect. So on tonight's show we're going to be talking about men in toxic relationships now men in toxic relationships it's not something we hear a lot about and I think it might be because it's very difficult for men to maybe recognize that they're in something toxic that they're in something abusive so what is your take on this subject I think we live in a certain societal um, structure where men and women have certain roles and there's certain expectations. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's certain... Uh, I need to take off this. It's turning off. <laughs> so I, I feel like we live in a, a society where men and women have certain expectations placed on them. And those expectation breeds certain uh, responses. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, men are often the ones that are the villains, and and in many situations, and are painted as the villains. And women are often painted as the victim in many of the situations. Where, in fact, there is blame usually on both sides. You know, there's mm-hmm. poor decision making on both sides and um, there needs to be more accountability to both parties. And I think a lot of time, the men that are in toxic relationships or the good men that are in toxic relationships uh, stay in these relationships because they feel like they have some ownership to be quote unquote a man and have to uh, be responsible for carrying a certain weight that they should not be carrying, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so do you think that 
when a man, like a good man, like you said, is in a toxic relationship, do you think that he knows that he's in something that could be toxic? Because no, there's nothing abusive? in society that tells him that. There's nothing right. in society that will trigger him or indicate to him that he needs to um, put some barriers up. There's nothing in society. The only victimization of uh, his spouse or his girlfriend. There's only, you know, so there's nothing. So all that he's seeing is he needs to just try harder, which makes it worse, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So it's so important, you know, like I'm a Christian-based life coach. I've been doing it for 15 years. I have over 10 million views on TikTok. And I talk about different um, facets of life, you know? Um, relationships is one of them. And um, men in toxic relationships is a real thing. Like decent men, there's a lot of decent men out there and they're being abused. Um, and it's sad because I see all these men doing what they think is right and they're being taken advantage of and they're being labeled certain things that they are not. They're receiving those labels. They're calling themselves these things. And it's just a spiral of crazy. Um, yeah, I I agree with that 100%. I think that society definitely plays a role into men not acknowledging that they're in something bad. Something that I like to talk about is like an example that I give to people is that TV show King of Queens, yeah. where you have Kevin James coming home and Lisa Remini calls him fat and calls him stupid and the audience will laugh and crack up. And now if you took that and you reversed it, he would never work in Hollywood again. So it seems like as a society, we're taught that women can, you know, belittle and demean men and men are supposed to just suck it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, let's let's really talk about that. I mean, men are, I mean, they're very like coarse with each other. So those kind of things, I agree with you in, in principle. Uh, those kind of things are, uh, you know, are things that men can handle, but you are right. I mean, it is very unbalanced um, mm-hmm. in response. And the spirit behind it is very unbalanced. You know, um, the abuse that I'm talking about is more like very, like the manipulative, like um, abuse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right? So give us a few examples of what that looks like. The manipulative abuse, taking advantage of a man's good nature and exploiting it. Um, men thinks men think in straight line. Oftentimes, I can't talk for all men, but they usually think in like straight lines. A woman thinks, you know, they th- they may think all over the place. And as far as like when they do things, they have a, a very finesse way of strategy, which I think is very awesome. And it works in business a lot of times because they can think outside mm-hmm. the box. So mm-hmm. saying that men being the simple dogs, they don't see the lot, a lot of the plots and the ploys and strategies that women, yeah. <laughs> that women do, yeah. you know? And, and it's, it's, it's just the nature of things, but a, a, a man who's very simple and trying to do his best can be exploited by a woman who has a certain agenda, you know? An agenda that can be from her past hurts, that she's putting out on him, and he doesn't understand it. And so there's nothing that he can possibly do right. Or there's nothing that 
can uh, rectify the situation. But when you don't recognize those things and you stay in those relationships, it just creates such an unbalance. So, I mean, if I always say this to the couples that I coach, we just all need to understand and account for our own journey. And those, those demons, those personal demons that we struggle, we need to account for those personal demons. We do not need to put it on our partner's plate. We need to actively account for the things that we need to work for. So when our partners help us, we can recognize their help instead of putting our personal issues on our partners and then looking at them and blaming them for our personal demons. And that's what happens mm -hmm. all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like at the end of the day, to answer your question, like, you know, the manipulative spirit comes from, you know, uh, not a place of coming together and building a relationship. It's come from a self-centered, I want to do my thing regardless. It's a one-track mind selfishness that if you are in the wrong part with the wrong partner, it, it can just cause so much damage in a relationship. I think like a lot, a lot that has to do with that sort of thing is not a lot of people that I've been able to, you know, talk to or whatever, understand the fact that even when you get into a relationship, you're still your own individual. Yes. You still have your own traumas, your the yes. own thing, the things you've been through that you have to deal with and you have to work through. Um, I recently said to someone, when was the last time you saw someone get into a relationship and then they went to the surgeon to get surgically attached? And I think like, that's the big thing that exactly. people don't entirely understand is you are a whole human. I've often heard, and I'm sure you have as well. I'm looking for the other half that makes me whole. Yeah. No, you are a whole person and you are going to come across someone who's going to add to your happiness, add value to you. You have to be a whole person yes. that can manage on their own, that they're independent. They know what they're doing. They know who they are. And I do think that a lot of times growing up, we make a lot of these mistakes. We get into these relationships and from different things that we've experienced as kids, we have this trauma, we have these attachment issues, we have codependency, and we don't even know it exactly. until we get into a relationship and things go crazy. So at the end of these relationships, if we don't take that time to heal, to really figure out you know, what our own accountability was in the past relationships demise, then we're just going to you know, pack it all up and bring it into the next relationship. Absolutely. And uh, even when, you know, you are together in a relationship, in a healthy relationship, it's perfect. Accountability is critical to healthy relationships. We got mm -hmm. accountability is critical. And how do you take accountability? You always need to understand what personal demons that you struggle with and take account for it. Once you take account for the personal demons that you struggle with, then you can you can introduce them to your <laughs> significant other and say, hey, this is what mm -hmm. this is a very vulnerable and honest conversation. And you want to have these honest conversations because then you are taking accountability for your own journey. What happens too often uh, on the flip side of that, when you introduce your personal demon and say, This is what I'm dealing with, help me with it. If you're with the wrong person, they can exploit that. So Yes. Yes, they can exploit their outside and they always use it as a source of control and manipulation, you know? Yes. So it, it, you, it, doing that, you also have to be aware of the manipulate. If, if the person is, you got to be aware of signs of them trying to exploit that and control that. This is what you- Yes. Go ahead. 
Oh, and I was going to, I was just going to say, like, I totally, totally agree with everything you're saying. It's so, so true. So, um, what are some of those signs to look out for? Yeah, this is what you want to do. If, if you, I, I always tell all everyone I coach, be vulnerable. That's number one. If you're vulnerable, you'll be able to see what's for you and what's not for you period mm -hmm. so as uh, when mm -hmm. you don't hide your vulnerability or save it for something or open up later no be vulnerable from jump because if it's for you and it's treated correctly then you know you know um if it's not for you it's not going to be treated with respect and honor and dignity and then you know better mm -hmm. then you need to know where the places that your vulnerability is rejected because they're going to tell you to move on we travel in this universe and we need to know where's our next destination we don't need to make up like a pit stop, our final destination. We need to just keep on moving, you know? So be vulnerable. So in order for you to really see the signs, when you're open and vulnerable, the way they manage that vulnerability, do they treat it as sacred? Do they honor it? Do they, um, instead of telling you or pointing out what's wrong or what they're, they're constantly covering for you. They're all constantly trying to prop you up. They're constantly, um, allowing you to grow and move in a certain way with more space to get to that next place they have sympathy and for for your for your journey you know um mm -hmm. but in the same sense the person who's being vulnerable can be exploitive exploitative like they can't like oh i'm go i'm dealing with these personal demons so i don't have to be any accountability to my actions no you have to be more accountable right. to your actions say i'm dealing with these yeah. and this is my plan to move forward, to try to not make it affect our, our, our situation. So this, this kind of healthy environment allows people to come together and support one another on their journey, opposed to dropping baggage on each other and say, you got to deal with it. That doesn't work. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And the, the key word that you just used there that we don't talk about enough is healthy. And people don't rec recognize what healthy is until... They're healthy. And when you first meet someone, I guess it's, I guess, what would you say in your opinion? It's what, about three months or so before like the mask falls off after you meet someone and you've been dating. So it's in those first three months, I think that being your actual self, your genuine self, your true, true self is super important to figure out if this is something that is even worth investing in. Because if you put off showing who you are to the other person, they're not going to be able to make a good decision for themselves in their life. And I feel like we definitely need to figure out what healthy looks like and become healthy. So when we see it, we can recognize it. And then when we see something unhealthy, we can also recognize that and say, you know what, this really isn't something for me. All right. So I was in a, a Boston Museum of Science and there's some certain principles in life that we can apply to all. It's basic math one plus one equal two i was going by this uh, math exhibit and on there it said do you know how planets find their orbit planets travel the universe right mm -hmm. um and they find orbit where there's no friction and their own energy is balanced so if their planet goes into an orbit where there's a lot of friction and the energy is not balanced they move on to the next orbit until they find its orbit. What that essentially is saying is we as people uh, in the relationship need to always look at 
if there's a tremendous amount of friction and if our own energies are balanced when we get into these relationships. If there is, then we need to keep it moving. Rejection is not a bad thing. Those mm -hmm. planets get rejected by these orbits and that's not a bad thing. They just keep it moving and go to the next orbit. So when we're looking for healthy, we're looking for minimal friction and where our energy is balanced. And then as you get together, you guys are going to not have friction, but more coming together with two different perspectives. That's totally different. That's trying to mend, you know, a relationship. That's trying to build, you know, a, a, a foundation. Building a foundation is totally different than straight conflict and, you know, just, just tremendous friction. So it's so important to recognize, you know, who you are in order for you to find what you need to be in. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a super important point that you have to know like who you are in order to find like what you want to be. And I, yeah. I hear it so much from, you know, women, mostly obviously some men um, at sometimes, but women who say, I want someone fit, successful, rich, nice car, blah, blah, blah. And then my question to them is, well, are you fit? Do you have a nice car? Are you rich? Are you successful? And it's like, well, no. Well, then what makes you think you're going to be able to attract what you're not? So it's making sure that you are exactly kind of, well, not exactly, but you know, you are what yeah. you want. You want to make yourself desirable to someone else who has all of those qualities. So someone who's successful isn't going to want to go and, and be with someone who just wants money and wants like a lifestyle. So you have to be, you know, exactly sort of like what you want to attract. Exactly. The energies you want to bring to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's super, super important to do that and being in a healthy relationship. So being in a healthy relationship after something toxic is something I know a little bit about, but it's, <laughs> um, it's definitely not, it's not very easy to be in something healthy, whether you've been in something toxic or not being finding somebody else who, has the same mindset, who has the same ideas as you, the same values, who can apologize when they're wrong, who wants to listen to you, who can be honest, who can be trustworthy. It's not something very easy to do. And the older we get, it seems like it's, you know, more difficult because people are- It's very are difficult. It's very, it really, the walls yeah. goes up and it's hard to bring it down and you have your own perspective and people become old dogs. And they refuse to, you know, that's why, you know, kids, when they get together, they have such a, they call it the dumb love, but it's beautiful love too, because they are able to just trust and love and move forward oh, and yeah. hope, hope, have this hopeless love, you know, like there's no limits to it. And we mm -hmm. should not lose that as adults. And the way, the way you don't lose it is to open yourself and be vulnerable to everyone that you like in a relationship with and allow that journey to close its own doors and listen to that journey. Do not I, go ahead. I was going to say it's, it's super interesting because I, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Yeah, when I, I was in a, um, a toxic relationship after that ended, I healed blah, 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 all that. And then I started dating. So I dated unhealthy and then healthy. So yeah. when I, I was able to meet someone that I didn't think was going to stay, I made a decision. I'm just going to be, 100% myself. I'm going to be exactly who I am. I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to be honest. If I want to be, I'm going to take the calls. I'm going to respond to the text messages. And 
because I made that decision decision to be just me, we're going on two years now. Yeah. And it's nice because I showed up on our third date in sweatpants. Wow. Because I was like, I don't care. He's not going to stay anyway. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be comfortable. Yeah. And he, he talks about that. He's like, I can't believe you wore those. I'm like, well, you're still here. So it's, you know, being just genuine, your natural self, like who you want to yeah. be without, you know, the, the tricks and the tomfoolery and all the other gadgets and everything else that people use to get someone to like them. I was like, this guy's not staying. So I'm just going to try this as an experiment. And, you know, he's still hanging around. Wow, look at that. I mean, I think that's just a reflection of people like you get into a place where I, I mean, you fell right into it, but that principle works. Like, mm -hmm. as far as like being vulnerable and being honest, and of course, being respectful and caring and loving, but being vulnerable is going to get you to the spaces that you need to belong, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's going to get you to the energies that, that is attractive to you and attractive to the other person. It's gonna get to the places that compliment you. When you are not being vulnerable and you're not being the authentic self, you are not, you, you get into these places where there's gonna be uh, kind of a lot of friction because what you're attracting is the wrong energies. So it's so critical in order for you to find where you need to be, you need to be, that's a key. You know, what am mm -hmm. I good, what am I, good friends, I mean, he struggles with being vulnerable. Like he's, when I met him, you know, he, that's one thing he, you know, when we was like, you know, working out in the gym, one thing, he, my openness, he was like, wow, he never seen that. Like, so when we became friends, like he, it's hard for him to just be vulnerable, you know? And this is a guy on guy, like friendship, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same thing when it's a guy, guy on a, like, like sometimes the woman is so broken or the trust is so broken that they don't want to be vulnerable. They're like, Oh, I got to wait. That weight is such a, a, a toxic yeah. <laughs> to the entire relationship. No, you don't wait. You don't, you don't test anyone until they prove themselves. When you get to a point where you're trying to have people prove and you're testing, you're toxic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. whole like testing sort of thing is like, is kind of insane how how people like do that and when you don't want to open up and they just want to wait because they say i don't want to get hurt well yeah no kidding nobody wants, wants to, to get, get hurt, hurt. No, yeah nobody goes into a relationship and says "Ooh, how am i going to get hurt with this one you know place your bets but the reality of of dating and, and getting into a relationship is regardless of what happens you can meet someone and get married and guess what you're going to get hurt yes, because at some point you know, that person is going to hurt you. They're going to disappoint you. And they're going to leave because at some point, whether we like it or not, one person in this marriage is going to pass away. Yeah. So we're going to have to grieve the loss of that person regardless. So it's, and it is difficult to walk into something new with like fresh eyes and like all new trust that you just bought at Target and honesty and hope and, you know, walking into something and being like, yeah, this is great. But at the same time, it's a very brave thing to do to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see how this goes because I think people just need to realize that regardless, we're going to get hurt, Absolutely. but it's not going, it's not going to be, you know, the, as bad as it used to be. Now, after we've been hurt, we have our tools. We know exactly how to like, you know, fix ourselves up and kind of get ourselves back out there. But at the same time, if we're saying I keep attracting the same person, well, maybe the common denominator is us, you know, we have to figure out what's going on on the inside.
that's very true mm-hmm. that's that's i mean that's very true i mean what you put out there you're definitely going to attract and again like when you trying to reiterate what you said um vulnerability is a key mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah, I really, I really, really think it is. I think it's, um, it's definitely scary. It's scary to open up to someone because you never know because you just don't know. So it's, you know, I think the biggest, like the- it's scarier not to open up to someone. Yeah, it, because yeah, if you understand the ramifications of not opening up and allowing yourself to go through this journey of determining what belongs to you, you are selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. So it's scarier if not to open up for your own journey because you do not want to invest and waste time with individuals or people that was not meant to be for you. Yes, I agree. And I I so agree with that. And the the sooner you can kind of get to know who the people are, open up and yeah, the the better it is because then you can determine whether or not this is going to work. And I've, I've heard people say stuff like, well, I'm afraid to say this because I don't want him to get upset Ex- or to leave. Exactly. Like, no, exactly. you have to say it because if they're going you to get to- upset or they're going to react, you need to know yeah. now, not in six you need, months. You, you need to be vulnerable to a place. There's a thing about vulnerability. You cannot be vulnerable without be without be being with without being willing to move forward. You can't. Mm-hmm. So if you are vulnerable and something's not for you, you have to be willing to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to keep, you have to keep it moving and go to the next area. Someone might say, then will I ever find someone? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a big world. You know, God has great things in store for every one of us. Mm-hmm. He does not call any of us to be beggars. Right. None of us. Mm-hmm. None of us to be beggars and scraping and being worthless. He, all of us is worthy. Every single one of us, you know, and it's, this is to go against what most people think. You see some pe- very unattractive people overweight or in the world or got a handicap or disability, not saying that they can't find a relationship, mm-hmm. but they find these healthy relationships, not because of their attraction, of their physical appearance, or anything like that. They find these relationships because they have developed these deep connections with a partner. Mm -hmm. Because what they put out there, they receive, and those connections were built. So without vulnerability, you cannot build deep connections. So it's not about what I'm ultimately saying. It's not about attraction. It's not about like being physically attractive, being physically fit. It's more about building deep connections. Yes. And, and we're living in a society where deep connections aren't being built, intimacy is not being built, and everything's transactional. And in order for you to get out of that bubble of transactional life, be vulnerable. It, it shocks people. Mm-hmm. It completely shocks people. First, it'll attract people to you because they're like, wow. Are you real? And then you'll see the manipulative people come around you trying to manipulate. But that's why you got to be vulnerable and aware. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you got to say, I'm vulnerable, but you got to be very aware because people think a lot of times they'll take your vulnerability as stupidity. Like, you know, mm-hmm. which when you're younger, it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Know? When somebody was open and vulnerable and whatever, they didn't have sense. But when you're older and you're vulnerable, it's intentional, but it's also um, allows you to see where people, what angles people come from, you mm-hmm. know? And and then you can see 
if you want to invest in certain people by the way they approach and the, the way they handle your vulnerability. Right. Um, so it, it actually gives you more leverage in life. Like you don't, even in your workplace, if you're vulnerable and open, are they going to treat you like, oh, they're going to, you know, try to exploit you or trying to manipulate because you can see it. Right. And if they come at that angle, you can say, okay, I, I close the door. You close the door immediately. And what they would experience is somebody who is vulnerable and now somebody they don't, don't even speak to them. So it's okay to keep it moving, you know, and that confuses them. That confuses them like, oh, what's going on? But it gives you more wisdom. It allows you to be in places that you belong. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think it's a great idea to be vulnerable in all places, you know, when, yes. when you need to be, because it's it's not just in romantic relationships. It's in friendships, not, it's family, it's friendships, work. Yeah. Work, yeah. Everywhere. Because if you, in the same sense, like if you're not vulnerable with your friends, then you're not going to build that bond. You're not going to build that connection for a long lasting friendship with them. And I think being vulnerable is absolutely important. And I think when we're dating, it's dating with intention, knowing exactly what we're looking for at that time. So not everyone obviously in you know every stage of life is looking for something long term. But I feel when you get to a point where you're like, I want something long-term, I want something that's going to last, then your sort of idea of dating goes from like a, a man or a woman who looks a certain way to how they make you feel. You know, mm-hmm. it, it transitions where it's like, you could have this perfect person who looks perfect, but you know, they don't really have much going on as far as caretaking and being vulnerable and, you know, suffering well with you and, you know, all of that. But you have this woman or man who you know, isn't a perfect 10, but wow, I feel so comforted and I feel so supported when I'm around them. Yeah. And that just like opens up like the floodgates for vulnerability to kind of like come in because you feel comfortable. So I think it's definitely like depending on where you are in your life and what you're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, definitely think so. Well, I'm going to wrap things up with you tonight, but I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. We kind of took a a little bit of a different direction, which I happen to love. We did. (laughs) Yeah. And it was such a good conversation. I thought that was like so amazing. So thank you so much. Do you want to share with the listeners um, your Instagram and Facebook and all your, um, all your apps? I mean, if you go to life coach Eddie with a Y, E D D Y, you'll be able to find all my connections. I mean, you can go check out my Instagram, my TikToks and, there's a lot of content out there. Um, and if you have any questions, just contact me through there. Awesome. Thank you so much again right, for coming absolutely. on the show. It was, Until it next was, time. Yeah, it was super fun. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. All right, All right bye. bye. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast. To find out more information about anything you heard on today's show, please check out BeBraveCoaching.org.